0: You are listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production.
1: Hey, Napoleon, what'd you do last summer again? I told you, I spent it with my uncle in Alaska hunting
0: wolverines. Did you shoot any? Yes, like 50 of them. They kept trying to attack my cousins. What the heck would you do in a situation like that? <laughs> what kind of gun did you use? A freaking 12-gauge. What do you think?
1: Hello and welcome back to the Varmints Podcast. Every week we do a whole bunch of research to educate ourselves and you the listener on all things that creep, crawl, slither, fly, hop, and swim on this planet, one animal at a time. I'm Paul and I'm not an animal expert.
2: Hey Paul and uh, hello to all the Varmints out there listening. Thanks for tuning in. we got a great show for you this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about an animal that's really known for being a survivalist. It lives a pretty uh, solitary life, but it's known for being a really fierce hunter.
1: It's a fascinating animal that... When we talked about uh, researching this animal, I did not even know what it looked like. So this was a fun one for me to research and do. We're going to talk about wolverines this week. So let's get right into it.
2: The kingdom of animals is fascinating. Now I'm going to tell you about their behaviors and living pattern. So come on. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? All right, so this week we're talking about wolverines. Uh, They're kind of a a smaller animal. They usually range between 20 and 50 pounds. Uh, Sometimes you'll get larger ones or smaller ones, depending on, uh, you know, just some natural variation. Uh, So they're small, furry animals. They uh, tend to be pretty close to the ground. They have big paws with big claws uh, and some pretty sharp teeth.
1: Yeah, they're about the size of, like, a medium-sized household dog.
2: Right, exactly. Uh, And so uh, I guess probably the... uh, thing that you'd notice about them most is, is their coat of fur, right? So they have like this uh, usually dark colored coat of fur with like a lighter colored strip somewhere in there and it kind of gives them a unique appearance that kind of characterizes them.
1: Yeah, and that fur is so thick and it's such a good insulating material that they, these animals are basically just built for snow, for living in snow. And actually you being near Chicago, you're actually too far south to ever see a wolverine. Right, I act- really prefer it a lot farther up north.
2: Right, actually, uh, interestingly enough, uh, the state of Michigan has become somehow associated with wolverines. I couldn't find like a clear link to why they're associated with wolverines, but that's actually still too far south. Usually, you'll find wolverines like up in the like Canada and Alaska and and pretty far north. They like it pretty cold,
1: really cold. Like where when it's snowing most of the year. And to go back to their fur, Mm -hmm. their fur is such a good insulator that when they lie on the snow, the snow does not melt from their body heat.
2: Uh There's like a a huge, uh, it's called a temperature gradient, uh, which is just a fancy way of saying that on one half of the fur, it's, uh, you know, body temperature. and the other half of the the fur, it really rapidly gets to the air temperature outside. So they keep all that heat inside and nothing gets outside. But as a result, they uh, were popular... Uh, amongst the explorers uh, that would be further north for their fur to, as a liner for uh sure clothes because uh, right. you know it would keep you warm and uh and relatively dry too
1: do you know if people are still hunting them for their fur
2: I would imagine they are but uh, the thing is is that they're kind of hard to come across so it's probably not frequent that you'll see a Wolverine fur I don't I don't personally go out looking for wolverine fur myself, I'm not a big fur guy, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I'm sure people are still, still hunting them.
1: They are a very reclusive animal, and this was a very, this was a difficult animal to do research on, because a lot of people have not been able to study wolverines very closely.
2: Yeah, th- that's right, it's because uh, they actually have a really large range, each wolverine, like, will, you'll have a, a range of like maybe 500 square kilometers, right, that will be the territory of a single male wolverine. And then within that territory, you'll often find a couple of female wolverines, but they keep separate from each other as well. So they're really sparse yes. in the wild.
1: People really don't know whether to classify them as endangered or protected or not because they simply just don't know how many of them are out there, Yeah, right?
2: Yeah, that's right. Officially, they're not actually uh, classified as endangered, but it, it could be that they are endangered and we just don't really realize it yet. In more recent history, when we had uh, cameras that could like automatically take pictures of animals uh without a human around to actually take the picture it was actually really hard to even find a picture of a wolverine but people have since uh, you know technology has advanced have set up uh cameras in the wild and have been able to get a couple more frequent pictures even though it's still pretty infrequent
1: some of their other adaptations their paws are very very big like big snowshoes
2: yeah exactly have you ever been snowshoeing paul
1: I have not been in snow <laughs> deeper than about two inches in the past 40 years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I know you used to live up this way and used to probably see more snow, but uh, uh, yeah, down in Florida, it doesn't snow that much. But uh, up here, sometimes it snows enough where the uh, local uh, uh, nature center actually will have an event early on in the winter where you can go and actually snowshoe. And the way that people snowshoe is that you... Take these things that look like tennis rackets, you time to your feet, <laughs> and it spreads your weight out. And right. uh, then that way you don't fall through the snow. And that's what the Wolverines have with their big claws. They don't fall through the snow because their claws are spreading all their weight out. And they're low to the ground, and if you look at them, their uh, legs are actually kind of spaced out a little, little further than you might expect. It looks a little, slightly unnatural to look at them, but it's still pretty cool.
1: They're very cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. They run right on top of the snow.
2: Yeah, they don't. Like, they don't sink in at all. Not at all. Mm-hmm.
1: Snowshoes actually work.
2: Yeah, they totally do. Yeah, it's it's crazy. That's neat. Mm-hmm.
1: Their teeth are another amazing thing.
2: Yeah, you know me. I'm, I'm for some reason I'm uh. <laughs> uh, randomly fascinated with animals' teeth. But yeah, the Wolverine has teeth adapted for like tearing frozen flesh off of an animal. Like, they have these teeth that are like uh, bent at a 90-degree angle inward that uh, kind of makes it easier for them to tear uh, frozen flesh off of some carrion meat.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. we'll get into that in a minute. The, yeah. Their teeth are crazy-looking. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about, like, there's other names for a Wolverine.
2: Specifically, a lot of times they're called Gulo-Gulo.
1: Right, gluttonous glutton. Because Latin is gulo. It means uh, glutton in Latin.
2: Yeah. So uh, last night uh, for dinner, I had what's called an Italian combo. That's a uh, yeah. That's an Italian sausage wrapped in uh, Italian beef that's put in a bun. And uh, you could have called me a gulo gulo last night.
1: Oh, put me (laughs) in front of a Chinese buffet, and I'm a gulo gulo too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So 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 when I heard that the the name for a the Latin name for a wolverine was Gulo Gulo. I was like, yeah, I definitely associate with this guy. I like wolverines.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, other names are Karkaju, which I guess is maybe a Native American name.
2: Yeah, I don't really know what that means, but yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, Same with Quick Hatch. Sometimes they're called a Quick Hatch. Yeah. I don't know where that comes from. Also, Skunk Bear and Nasty Cat.
2: Yeah, why Why are they called Skunk Bear and Nasty Cat, Paul?
1: Uh, well... No other really way to say it. No other delicate way to say it. They have anal glands. Anal glands. Yes. They (laughs) mark their territory with anal glands that uh, stink really bad. They're among the smelliest of the animals that live on this planet.
2: They don't use it as a defense mechanism like an actual skunk does, but they do use it to mark their territory. And it smells just as bad as you might imagine because it's an anal gland.
1: They, it can't smell good, right? With You're right. Like yeah. Anal gland.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's it's. I mean, anal means butt, guys. Just in case you didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> if it's coming out your butt, it's not going to be great.
1: I typed into Google, "What does uh, Wolverine musk smell like?" And the only adjectives I got were foul, strong, and rancid.
2: <laughs> rancid. Yep.
1: <laughs> and they actually. Well, let's get into that. The, about their diet. Sure. What do they eat?
2: Uh so they they eat their their main diet is what's known as carrion, which I mentioned earlier. So carrion is anything that's already dead. They do eat live things, though. There's There's been a, a recorded incident of a wolverine taking down something as large as an elk. And they're kind of fearless. They'll even fight... Uh, there's been a, like a case where a, a wolverine fought a black bear for its kill, but the wolverine lost that fight. But they'll just charge in and try to get whatever they can, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Same with wolves. They'll chase yeah. wolves, a, a whole pack of wolves... Off of a fresh kill. Yeah. And sometimes the wolves will get a hold of the uh, the Wolverine and eat that too, but a lot of times the Wolverine can hold its own and chase those larger animals off. They're yeah. basically fearless.
2: Yeah, they and they have a, like a sort of a every man for himself sort of way of life, right? So that's kind of goes along with that, that they would eat the carrion, right? So um, the thing is when they're eating the carrion, they eat every single bit of whatever, yes. whatever it is there.
1: Hence the name glutton. Yeah, they exactly. eat a lot, and they'll eat the bones. They'll eat the teeth. They'll eat absolutely every bit of that animal.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, so actually, uh, wolverines have been found dead in the wild, and they have had an autopsy uh, performed on them. They usually find that the stomach is filled with bones. It's like kind of like a sack, just filled with like this, like. Uh it's almost like it look, would look like a sack of marbles if you're holding it in your hand. Except oh, wow. it's bones instead of marbles. One of the things that uh, I heard was that that might be one of the ways in which they survive through the harsh winters of the North, right? Is that they have these bones that digest really slowly in their stomach. And um, it provides them at least like some small baseline amount of nutrition while they're between feedings.
1: Like a little package of extended release energy. Yeah, exactly. Kind of mm-hmm. on deck all the time. Exactly. Exactly. The other thing is when they when they do find, like, say they find a big dead moose. Yep. They'll eat as much of that moose as they can, mm-hmm. and then whatever they can't eat, they'll drag off and they'll bury somewhere, but then they'll mark that meat with their anal glands so that <laughs> nothing else can eat it.
2: Ah, oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's one way to do things. Uh, if, I, if I marked my <laughs> meat with my anal gland, I don't think anyone else would eat it, so. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, that process is actually called caching. If anyone cares, I don't know, it's just an interesting word. Uh, And yeah, they they store their food. They they save up for rough times, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah. The other thing that they do really well is they live in an area where there are a lot of avalanches. Mm -hmm. And sometimes uh, not every animal survives an avalanche. Right. And they can get buried in up to 20 feet of snow. Mm -hmm. The wolverine can detect those dead animals in that snow, dig down... And uh, they have their sense of smell is so good that they can find those animals that yeah. are buried in up to twenty feet of snow.
2: Yeah, exactly. They'll, they'll just—they uh, have really highly evolved senses of smell, so that they can uh, detect that stuff that's buried in there. Uh, they frequently live in 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 snow in the winter. Like they'll burrow in and uh, you know make a little burrow for themselves. So they're they're really good at digging through snow, partly because they have those claws on their hands.
1: Uh, we talked about their tenacity. They there are documented cases where a wolverine has killed a moose or a deer or a mm, bear right wolves they really don't they're they don't back down from anything
2: right exactly they, they just keep going they, they don't never stop
1: except for humans they don't seem to bother humans
2: yeah i am not sure exactly why that is but uh I, there's actually a guy who uh who lives up north in i think it's in canada might be in alaska though uh who actually has domesticated wolverines and yeah i saw that yeah
1: (laughs) and they just run after him and follow him around like like his they're his pets yeah exactly
2: yeah it's 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 really cool yeah that 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 being said i just want to as a disclaimer if you see a wolverine in the wild (laughs) don't assume it's going to be like a domesticated dog or something like that It, it might attack you it probably won't but it might so just you know be careful
1: Occasionally, researchers will be able to get near wolverines. They'll be able to track them down, capture them, and put tracking devices on them. Right. So a group of researchers up in Montana, up in Glacier National Park, mm-hmm. were able to trap a wolverine, tra- uh, put a tracking device on it, and they nicknamed this wolverine, and, uh, you know, cover your kid's ears. His, his nickname is Mr. Badass. Right. Okay. Yeah, that that's so very they-
2: fitting for a wolverine, if you ask me.
1: It, oh, it is, mm-hmm. especially this one. Mm-hmm. This Wolverine climbed to the top of Mount Cleveland, which is the highest point in Glacier National Park, Montana. It's about a little over ten thousand feet, you know, in elevation. In elevation, yeah. Yes. Th- and
2: that's not a joke either. Like, if you're if you're a person, that's not something you could just hike up Mount Cleveland. You need crampons and climbing gear and stuff. And and a, this Wolverine just did it with his what's naturally on its body because it has built-in crampons, basically.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's not unusual for people or animals to go up to the top of Mount Cleveland. Mm -hmm. It happens infrequently, but it happens. And they can tell where people and animals have been because they kind of leave trails, they leave droppings, that kind of thing. Yeah. When they followed the tracking device on Mr. Badass, he carved his own path along the south face of Mount Cleveland, which is almost straight up Mm -hmm. 4,900 feet. And he got there in ninety minutes. Yeah. The last four the last four thousand nine hundred feet he covered in ninety minutes. Yeah, Almost quick. straight up, in January. Yeah, it, it's
2: nuts. Like that's a that's a tenacious little fella.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. One of the researchers said that this wolverine just went over the mountain like you or I would cross a street.
2: Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I, I, th- these are great animals. They just uh, nothing stops them. They're fearless. They just go after life, man. It's it's pretty great.
1: They're so cool. Yeah. Do you have any other uh, Wolverine facts?
2: No, I think that that pretty much covers all the, the stuff that I thought was pretty interesting about Wolverines.
1: I think so, too. So let's talk about Wolverines and pop culture, and we'll do that right after this.
0: Trivia Geeks, The Unpredictable Game Show podcast is back with a brand new season. They've got a new host, new games, and a new day in time. But that's not all. Now you can download their companion app, TrivNow, and play along in real time. Watch Carrie on YouTube as she tries to convince her partner that his dark night hasn't risen in years. Listen on Diamond Club and Alpha Geek Radio, Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can also follow the show on Facebook and Twitter and get all the latest updates and showtimes.
1: You know, whether they're the ones actually doing all the work or they're only the comic relief, TVs, movies, and video games are loaded with animals, and wolverines are no exception. So let's talk about where we most commonly see wolverines, not in nature or in a zoo, but on a screen.
2: Well, uh, Paul, one of the places I most frequently uh, hear a mention of a wolverine on a screen is when I'm watching uh, college sports, right? There, there's the uh, University of Michigan Wolverines. Uh, and, yes. And, yeah, it's a college that's known for their athletics. Actually, um, in 2013, they won a, a swimming national championship, and 2013-2014, uh, they won gymnastics national championships. They tend to have a good football team, and they're associated with the Wolverines. The funny thing is, is that they're associated with the Wolverines because Michigan, as a state, is associated with the Wolverines, right? But right. as we kind of discussed earlier, there's not a whole lot of Wolverines around in uh, in Michigan.
1: So, how did they? Uh... How did they adopt the wolverine as their sort of state mascot and sports mascot?
2: They adopted it as the sports mascot because it was the state mascot, but when it comes to why wolverines got associated with Michigan, it's not entirely clear. There's some uh, speculation that it had to do with fur trade several hundred years ago back when uh, it was kind of a less uh, populated area.
1: Yeah, that's what I read too. There's a couple of different stories that I read. One of them was that the uh french were making fun of the people from michigan and saying "Ha ha ha! your people you're so fat you eat everything you're like a wolverine ha, ha, ha.
2: <laughs> yeah i guess since the wolverines were known as being gluttonous uh yeah they it could be could be that that's where that came from but you know that's kind of a chicken or the egg thing which came first you know
1: and by the way, when you do the French accent on a podcast, you have to add in ha 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 at the end. It's in the bylaws. Yeah, well, otherwise podcaster. no one knows what you're doing,
2: you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the other thing I read was that there was a uh, some sort of dispute about the state line between Michigan and Ohio, and the people from Michigan called themselves Wolverines because they were tenacious and were not going to let go of their... Yeah. property
2: yeah so they they took the good part of the uh wolverine comparison the tenacious part and the the other story is that they have the bad part where they're a bunch of tubbies exactly <laughs> <laughs> which by the way just as a disclaimer i know a lot of people from uh michigan and they're, they're not all tubbies that's a gross mischaracterization <laughs>
1: yeah send your email to paul wilk <laughs> <don't know>, <laughs> podcast <vermentspodcast> at gmail.com <laughs> On the internet, you get inundated with Wolverine from the X Men.
2: Right, exactly. Uh, So, yeah, you actually have to like scroll down several entries to actually find anything about the animal Wolverine. It's just like filled. Your Google search is just filled with pictures of Wolverine from the X Men, and uh, you know, links to the X Men Wikipedia pages and stuff like that. Right, but uh,
1: yeah, if you do a Google image search for Wolverine, you will literally see. 30 or 40 pictures of Wolverine from the X-Men before you actually see a picture of a Wolverine, an actual Wolverine.
2: <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, if it's any consolation, though, his costume, his original costume, looks a little bit like a Wolverine, <laughs> so that, that, yeah, that helps. But uh, but yeah, so Wolverine's, a, 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 you know, from the X-Men series, is pretty popular from there. He originally started off as an adversary to the Incredible Hulk back in the day. And he's called Wolverine because he's from Canada. You know, he's one of our favorite Canadian uh, superheroes. He's got sure. like these uh, big claws on his hands. He's kind of feral and and fierce, and you know, he's a survivalist. He nothing seems to hurt him. He heals really quickly, and that's kind of why he's known as the Wolverine
1: and uh, of course portrayed by Hugh Jackman yes. in the X-Men movies.
2: Yes. he's he, that that's quite a man. Uh <laughs> if you ever watch uh, like any of the behind the scenes stuff of the more recent Wolverine movies, before any scene is shot with him where he has his like shirt off or anything like that, he actually like lifts weights for a good like 10 minutes beforehand. Like does like really vigorous weightlifting and then oh, what yeah. you get is like this this dude with these like huge muscles and like veins popping out and stuff and man, that's that's pretty nuts.
1: Yeah, which yeah. leads me to like one of the minor problems I have with Hugh Jackman doing the Wolverine role, even though he's so good at it. Mm-hmm. In the comic books, Wolverine is actually like about five foot three inches tall true, and like one hundred ninety huh? pounds. Uh-huh. He's built like a little fire hydrant. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I guess it's hard to find uh, <laughs> somebody of that stature in Hollywood. Short guys, yeah.
2: Well, I actually, from what I hear, uh, there's 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 more short guys than you would think. Uh. It just so happens that Hugh Jackman isn't one of them.
1: (laughs) No, he's like six foot one, six foot two. Yeah, Tom 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 Cruise is
2: pretty short, if that (laughs) that means anything. But I don't think he would have made a good Wolverine, you know. So
1: yeah, five foot three though. Maybe I think Danny DeVito is five foot three. Yeah, there you you go. He would have made a
2: good, perfect Wolverine. That's a great, great, great (laughs) suggestion. Let's let's bring that to the studio.
1: (laughs) And I wasn't even I wasn't even aware of Hugh Jackman until the first X Men movie. No, yeah. You know, watching him do Wolverine, and then you you think, oh man, that's Wolverine. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, like, six months later, I turned on PBS, and he's on stage, and he's dressed like he's in a barbershop quartet, and he's (laughs) doing jazz hands, and he's singing, Hooray for Hollywood! (laughs) Like, Why is Wolverine on stage doing jazz hands, man? But, I, you know, then I thought, oh, yeah, he's an actor. Actors have to do, like, different jobs.
2: Yeah, well, and he's a pretty skilled uh, entertainer, too. He's he's got a lot of stuff he can do. But that being said, I hope in the next uh, Wolverine film they have uh, Hugh Jackman doing jazz hands.
1: (laughs) That would be that would be really terrible and really (laughs) awesome at the same time (laughs) yeah
2: so it would be terrible to most people but but to us and everyone listening we would see that and we'd be like oh there it is the jazz heads yes (laughs) i'll cheer if i see it
1: (laughs) but i think even if you don't know a whole lot about comic books and you don't know a whole lot about the x-men i think you at least know who wolverine is because he's Pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty popular character. And there's just something about having a character that's like a tenacious little, you know, feral sort of dude, you know. it's There's, there's a part of all of us that's kind of a tenacious, feral sort of person, you know what I mean? So it, it, it's just something that naturally attracts us to that.
1: And one of the few superheroes that actually doesn't really have a problem killing people.
2: Yeah, that's true. Uh, if you've seen the mo- most recent Red Band trailer for Wolverine, uh, he <laughs> it's a Red Band trailer because he shoves his claws through a guy's skull, so... Yeah, <laughs> that looks
1: painful. Yeah, that's no good. As far as eating Wolverine, I probably wouldn't want to go through the trouble of hunting and preparing my own Wolverine just because of the whole, you know, the whole anal gland thing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Right. You you don't want to accidentally get a piece of that anal gland.
1: <laughs> no, it's like the raccoons. You know, you're going to have to go through the whole thing of cutting the glands out so that you don't taint the meat. I I don't think I would want to go through that. If now like if a mountain man in the Yukon territory named like Jezodiah or something who looks like he's 80 years old but he's actually only 45 who knew what he was doing with a wolverine, if he prepared it, I would probably eat it.
2: Wow, that's very oddly specific of you, Paul. <laughs> but so uh, would you uh, take the wolverine's uh sort of method of of eating into account here if you found a frozen dead wolverine in the in the tundra somewhere would you eat that?
1: Hard pass. I take <laughs> a
2: hard pass on that. Hard pass, okay. Well, what uh, would you eat? I'm similar to you. I I would uh if someone caught and prepared it for me, I would eat it. Otherwise, I'm I'm going to I'm not even going to try.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think, and, and if there's a chance that they're, like, protected or endangered, yeah, I'll probably leave them alone.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I agree.
1: Don't don't eat the endangered ones. That's almost become, like, a, a tenant of this podcast. Don't yeah. eat the endangered ones, people.
2: Yeah, leave, let the endangered ones be, is kind of what <laughs> I say. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and as far as intelligence, I want to, there's a little thing I found on the internet, and it's a, from a guy named George. Romanus, I think I'm saying his name no. right. I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> he was a he was a contemporary of Charles Darwin, and he hung out with Charles Darwin a lot, and he actually studied animal intelligence. Okay. But not scientifically, it was just sort of more his observations. Mm-hmm. So he wrote this, I'm gonna read it. It says In eighteen fifty three on the Arctic coast, when about to change our domicile from a tent to the warmer snow hut, my man had carried over about a hundred pounds or more of fine venison steaks to the snow houses about a quarter of a mile from our tent. Mm -hmm. And as there were at the time no traces of either foxes, wolves, or wolverines about, the meat was placed overnight in one of the huts and the door left open. Mm. During the night, two wolverines came, but evidently dreading some trap or danger in the open door, they wouldn't enter that way, but they cut a hole for themselves (laughs) through the wall of the snow hut and carried off all our fine steaks a considerable quantity of which was picked up close to our house when the thaw took place in the spring, it having been hit in the snow but completely spoiled for use by a well-known <laughs> filthy habit. <laughs> so they got uh, they ate what they wanted, and then they did the, you know... The anal, the anal gland. <laughs> the anal gland thing, and they were done. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know how smart wolverines are, but based on what I've seen and what I have read, I probably, you know, like... Your household pet uh, maybe a six six and a half out of ten
2: yeah that's exactly what I'd say they're they're about as smart as like you might expect a dog to be you know so uh, like maybe slightly smarter but I'd I'd go with a good six
1: yeah and we'll put a link in the show notes to the video of the guy up in Canada who's actually tamed wolverines and they kind of run around with him and he has fun with them yeah he probably stinks really bad though
2: (laughs) you think he gets uh, a little bit of the anal gland
1: he has to. And there's no way that guy smells good. Yeah. You got anything else for Wolverines this week? Any final thoughts?
2: No, no, they're really interesting, and I think we kind of touched all the bases that I wanted to cover.
1: I think so, too. Hey, real quick before we wrap it up here, I want to give a shout-out to people who have sent emails. Uh, Ernie sent an email, and he suggested that we talk about mosquitoes, which we will get to very soon. Yes, mosquitoes. And uh, Yeah, and Laura sent an email, and... And she wants us to talk about squirrels, so we're going to add squirrels to the list.
2: Yeah, squirrels, those are both going to be fun ones uh, for different reasons, too, because mosquitoes are, you know, one of those pests that uh, everyone's terrified of. Not terrified, but annoyed of. And then squirrels are just really fun and hectic and great.
1: Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. All right, well, thanks, everybody, so much for listening. This podcast is produced by me, Paul Chomo, and Paul Wilk, with technical support by Matthew Chomo and Paul Wilk. All the music on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod. You can go to blazingcariboustudios.com for links to the audio and our show notes, where we'll put videos and links to other websites and pictures and all kinds of fun stuff that complement this podcast. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Varmints Podcast, all one word. And of course, we are at Varmints at gmail.com. Do like Ernie and Laura did and send us your questions, your comments your stories or suggestions about animals that you want us to talk about and we might even read your email here on the show we thank you again so much for listening and until next time be nice to animals bye
0: you've been listening to a blazing caribou studios production support and subscribe to our patreon at patreon.com slash blazing caribou studios bow-legged varmints care to slap leather with me? In case any of you get any ideas, you better know who you're dealing with. I'm the us, tootin'ers, shootin'ers, bobtail, wildcat in the west. I'm the fastest gun north, south, east, and west of the Pecos. I'm the... Yeah, shit!